Now, you've always seen probably me and I think Father Cousy have a bottle of water and some priests do the same. I can't speak for Father Cousy why he has a bottle of water up here. <clears throat> I just know for myself, my mouth gets parched when I give a 90-minute homily. <laughs> I hope you had breakfast. Well, I'm sorry you didn't, okay? No. <laughs> I want to focus in on the second reading today because I think it's somewhat appropriate of what's going on in our world. So bear with me because I'm going to go verse by verse because there are a couple verses that are left out here. Verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 1. I appeal to you, brothers... By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. Verse 11. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. Verse 12. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, and I follow Christ. Verse 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Verse 14, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Galius. And verse 15, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. Verse 16, I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptize anyone else. And finally, verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of elegant wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. We live in a very divisive world. And if you have not seen that, I'm not sure where you've been. We have country against country, nation against nation, fighting against each other, we have disputes within our own land about what we should do in here or do there, people against people no matter what color, religion, race, or ethnic background they are. We have division in our church as well. Parish is pitted against another parish because they do things a little different than we do here or we here and then they do. We've had divisions in the sense of who is the bishop of our diocese, whether it be when I was ordained underneath Bishop Pavish, there were obviously some priests who didn't agree with him and wouldn't show up for certain things. And then Bishop Mengling came in, and suddenly those priests showed up, and a couple other priests didn't come because they didn't like Bishop Mengling. We have it within our church with the Pope. Some who believe that Pope Benedict is better than what Pope Francis has been. And some who believe Pope Francis is a breath of light given what St. Benedict was. We have divisions many times. Even priests are pitted against priests based on their people, who is the pastor of our parish, who will we get next, who will follow him, whatever it is. We have great divisions, and it's not just in our church, it's in our families. I know my families, we have divisions between brothers and sisters at times because maybe they do things a little differently than we all think they should do sometimes. 
I guess I want to focus on this reading today because I think there are two aspects that require of us if we are going to fulfill the commandment given here by the Apostle Paul. First of all, if we are going to speak the same thing and be united in the same mind and the same judgment, then we must be willing to adjust our opinions and our worldviews in line with what the Gospels are telling us. The Gospel shares our mental framework and it can change our worldview. The Gospel changes the way we think about ourselves, how we think about our life, and everything else about our world. We cannot assume that we have the correct worldview. We cannot think that our point of view is the right point of view and everyone else's point of view is wrong. Now, that's never happened to me. My friends, we will never be of the same mind until we can humbly come to the scriptures and allow the gospel message change what we know and what we believe. We cannot have an attitude that does not care what the scriptures teach and that we will continue to think and believe the way that we currently do. You see, our approach to the scriptures must always be one that is expecting to learn from God's word, knowing that we are darkened in our understanding and that we need the light of the gospel to change us. The second thing is, if we are going to speak the same thing and be united in the same mind and the same judgment, then we must be together where there are opportunities to share our understanding of scriptures. We cannot be of the same mind if I do not know what your thinking is and you do not know what my thinking is. We cannot speak the same things if we are not together speaking to each other. And I think that that's what's happening in our congressional people. They don't want to hear what the other person has to say. They don't want to talk to the other person. And so they can't be in agreement on what it means to uphold our Constitution, our laws, our rights, our respect of life. And so somehow they got to get in the room and listen to each other, talk to each other, and understand what that person's thinking and hopefully they will understand what they are thinking. This is one of the many reasons why every time we gather around this table is so crucially important. You see, the goal is not for me or for Father Kusi or our musicians here to entertain you or to tell you what you should think. The goal is for us to learn from each other, to teach each other, on what the scriptures say to us and to join our Lord Jesus at this table, this holy altar, as he once again sacrifices his body and blood for us in this Eucharistic feast. My friends, today, as every day, we gather here in this place, in places like this, around our diocese, around our country, and around the world. We gather so that we will have the opportunity to grow together in our faith, but we must keep in mind that when we leave here and we go out into that world, that divisive world, we must not allow ourselves to pander to what the world thinks or pander to its wisdom. For if we do, it will distract us from the cross of Christ. And we must not put our focus on who is the presider at mass 
If we want to see Jesus in his full glory, then we must not let our eyes be taken away from the cross because of the person who's standing before you. I don't know about you, but I have to keep in my mind that the primary way that I can or you can fight against divisions is to remember that this is not about us. It is about Jesus and the cross and what he did for us and continues to do for us every day. And as we begin this Eucharist celebration, let us keep the focus on Jesus. For when we do that, we are no longer Galileans who sit in darkness, but who have come to see the light. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.